It's the right time for Western Oklahoma. We're happy to have with us today Lynn Lacefield from the uh, hospital at Clinton, which you're going to be opening soon. Good morning. Again, welcome to our uh, program. Good morning. Thank you, Harold. And so, how's it going? I guess that's the first question. You're opening when? Friday? Grand opening? Grand opening is on Friday with ribbon cutting, but we actually open the doors for the ED department, emergency department at 8 a.m. on Monday. So, you're kind of getting ready, kind of showing off the place? Yes, we want to make sure that uh, the understanding is that it's just not a medical facility um, on the west side of town. It's truly a community center for health care. And uh, we hope to, you know, my philosophy is a community hospital or health care facility uh, is best served uh, outside the doors of the hospital. So we want to, we want to truly put a, our first uh, foot forward to uh, be a part of the community and, and, and surrounding areas. So you've done this before, like you said, at Paul's Valley, uh, and you've been in the medical medical field for a long time. About 38 years, yeah. yeah. So you know what Watch you're doing. The, we, well, um, uh, if not, I'm faking it pretty well. But I think, you know, that point is, is and we talked at break, is the evolution of health care is, uh, you know, you live long enough, you see a lot of changes, some good, some bad. But, uh, um, you know, solutions for, for Clinton were simply, uh, one criteria was the community support, and it's it's exhaustive. It's really incredible. Probably the most support of any uh, community that I've served in in, in, the, in the years of health care. The second is the, the uh, uh, condition of the facility, and that facility is just beautiful. It's spot on, ready to serve. So that's so that's a good thing. It's a very so. What good are some thing. of the na- some of the I think challenges so far? Well, uh, again, as we were talking in break, staffing in healthcare is is so difficult. And um, one of the things we're looking for is to build back a super strong team, um, a diverse um, uh, group of professionals and support team. Uh, I've said it many times in speaking with some of the local groups is that I've got an excellent group of freshmen playing varsity ball and they're rising to the occasion. So as a leader, I feel like my responsibility is to empower and give vision and then support to get there. And um, I've been just uh, amazed at that. This is actually my um, 23rd day on the job. A good friend of mine and a, and a healthcare expert was uh, Mike Thomas. He was uh, instrumental in getting the license back. In fact, he was he got the license back for the hospital, which was part of that whole transition when CHS or Alliance decided to to uh, provide the keys back to to city management. Um, it was uh, it was a pretty big blow for many many people in the area and region. Um, but um, once that we got that back, uh, Mike called me and asked me to come in, and I reviewed with the governing body, and and uh, off we go. Very good. Well, he's uh, done a good job of getting it set up because at one point at least they weren't sure if they were going to get the license back in a timely fashion and it's taken a while anyway yes yeah well you know you have um uh, you've served in in government for for quite some time and you know un- not unlike any other you know state the Oklahoma health department um has uh, you know their understaffed that struggles and and uh, there is a um, just just a, an enormous amount of healthcare facilities under their supervision but um it really actually was almost re regaining the license in record time i mean that i've seen so it, there was a right place right time and and the right guy so he's he teed it up and called me in so now we're just driving it down the fairway and we're getting ready to put for for the money on monday so what's the biggest issue been for you so far it's been the license or what, actually, what do you see as the biggest issue well the license hasn't necessarily been the biggest issue is uh, preparing for the cms survey uh when you reopen a medical facility you will open and you actually won't earn revenue for about 60 days. So we're we're going to be providing 
free care um, uh, as required by each patient that presents themselves in ED or our other diagnostic services like radiology. Our radiology department will open. Our laboratory services will open. Our ED department will open. Our med search floor will open. Medicare requires us to see 20 patients, document those patients, and discharge those patients. And then they will schedule a uh, survey on site where we have to have two patients in the hospital and they'll watch us provide that care. And so um, I've got a number of people from the Lions Club and Rotary Club that if we need patients, they're volunteering. <laughs> I'm not sure if it's to get away from their wife for the night, but I'm not saying anything. I'm not naming names either. But I think that's really the biggest thing now. And if you can imagine uh, rewriting somewhere in the neighborhood of 30 to 40 policies that, that fit the bill for all the criteria for the state health department, that's really been the biggest challenge because every T has to be crossed and I dotted. I can only imagine. I know money is an issue, uh, getting that money. It takes time, and everything seems to be tied to, obviously, Medicare, Medicaid, or insurance. Absolutely. And I mean, so if you don't have if, – if and that's all delayed. It's e- all delayed. Even once you start admitting mm-hmm. patients, like you said, you're mm-hmm. – Financially, 30, 60, what, 90 days behind to start with? In some in some cases. The good thing about it is that we're, we're ahead of all those processes because both Mike and I are experienced in that. So once we open, we will um, – all indication is we're going to be pretty busy. Um, and when doing that, you'll filter through those who need, you know, an overnight observation or something or, or just to be monitored before release. And in doing that, after a 24-hour period released, we'll get our 20 patients pretty quickly – so once Medicare hits the ground on the date of the survey, we can actually, for Medicare, back bill to that date. So it might be a month, but we can go back and bill for those dates of service for Medicare. Uh, Blue Cross and Blue Shield and some other ones, some of the primary coverages in, uh, in our counties, in our region, they've been very gracious. They're already beginning to credential us, uh, which is wonderful. Most applications for third-party payers, they wait for that Medicare number, you know. So, but interestingly, Medicare um, and in, in, in Weatherford too, I would assume, their payer mix is uh, is Medicaid and then two commercial payers to include Blue Cross and then Medicare. So, which indicates the population in general is is not uh, you know probably forty five to to uh, sixty. The um, <clears throat> coming from Clinton, I've seen what you term or what you could term as an evolution. We we had a state hospital. I remember the uh, Integris group, and then there was Alliance most recently, and all struggle with maintaining the profit part of it. Even though we're not concerned about the profit, it does take a certain amount of funds to stay open. Why have these facilities failed in the past, and what are we going to do to prevent this new opening from falling in the same uh, with the same history. It's, uh, all the, so what do we do about that part? Well, it's a very good uh, question, Gustavo. I think um, it, it falls back into, well, let's take Integris. Integris corporate office isn't in Clinton. It's not even in Weatherford. Um, C, uh, HMA, CHS slash Alliance uh, out of Nashville. Uh, th- they're not headquartered here. So if you would consider that, uh, even right radio, if you were actually located in Oklahoma City, all of the key conversations, the touch and feel, the the temperature of the community, the relationships, they, they're not in Clinton, and they haven't been in Clinton since, uh, you know, the, the hospital was built in 1973. Shortly, uh, you know, it was ran for quite a while, then about a 10-year term with Integris, and a little more than that, I think, with, uh, we'll just use the term um, Alliance. Alliance is divesting from all of their interests in Oklahoma. 
So it didn't matter if it was Clinton or anyone else. It was a decision made on a, on a very higher level. Now, if I, and I'm very much out of the box because I feel like in healthcare today, you know, everybody looks at the struggle. You got to see through the struggle, look at the opportunity. You know, it's fourth quarter every day, and and you solve problems, and you empower people to solve problems. So, to to answer your question directly, we're going to keep, we're going to look at the way we are doing business by code, by revenue on a day-to-day basis. We have to meet the needs of the population. That's bottom line. If they don't come through the door, it really doesn't matter what we bill or what we get paid. But if we're in touch with the communities around it, if we're looking at opportunities, again, outside the door, and we're meeting those needs, uh, then everything will fall in line. It, it, it's That's just the best way to govern. Um, and that takes a very proactive leader. I am... Uh, I'm obnoxiously proactive. You know, I want to know what's going on. I want to know if there's a problem because we don't know if there's a problem. We can't solve it. So we'll watch the business end and we'll watch the professional clinical end. So with the patients that come in, is it a hassle for the patients? I know it is for me. Sitting in the waiting room is two hours. The emergency part of it seems to be a struggle because we have people that obviously are using the hospital facilities for residents. Uh, those type of issues come up. How do we handle those? Because it's concerning uh, to me as a citizen. Usually, the emergency departments are the gateway to the hospital. Uh, they're not a huge profit center, but they have to be the first touch. So you, our, my emphasis is, and, and for now, like I said, about 23 days, uh, this team knows we are going to outserve other facilities, whether it's you know, whether it's Burger King or whomever, our goal is to outserve. You come in to see me because you have a need. It's not that you're hungry or you want to buy that dress or those jeans or those boots. You have a need. You have a true need. Now, I can't, I can't filter your need. You're telling me what your need is. You're telling our team. We have to address that as an emergency because it is to you. So we just provide, uh, we just instill processes so we can move move through, evaluate correctly, and treat accordingly. Um, and, and so our, all of our team has their heads up. They will have their heads up. And staffing, to me, has to be uh, weighted in areas that are critical. Um, not overstaffed, but like you mentioned, if you come in and sit in a waiting room for two hours, do you feel like you're getting treated in the emergency room? No. In fact, I would uh, would argue with that. I had a, a, a good friend 20 something years old he accidentally shot himself in the leg as a flesh wound what would happen now that we're reopened would he be able to be treated there? put a hold on that when we okay. come back we'll we'll uh, let him answer that and uh, absolutely because emergency room obviously is very important lynn lacefield who's exec ceo of the uh, clinton hospitals our guest on the program this morning we'll be back with more right after these messages you're listening to the right time on kcli You probably know Stillwater Milling as Oklahoma's trusted source of animal feed for over 130 years. You might not know Stillwater Milling's agri-centers carry a wide variety of products to help you get the work done all around your property. Lawn and garden, pet supplies, animal health, pasture supplies, and so much more. Come see us at one of our four Stillwater Mills agri-centers or visit us online at stillwatermill.com. Feeling tired or sluggish? Take a look at what's on your plate. Greasy and unhealthy foods will only slow you down. But one thing we can all choose to do, eat better. Try adding a salad to your meals. Fill one half of your plate with fruits and veggies. Or reach for fruit when you want a snack. Before you know it, you'll have more energy, more drive, and feel better. 
After all, the benefits of eating healthy are endless. Learn more at shapeyourfutureok.com, a program of TSAT. Hammond Phillips is now part of Select Water Solutions. Select is a leading provider in all things water, from sourcing, transfer, recycling, infrastructure, flowback, well testing, disposal solutions, and fluid handling and fluid chemistry. Our mission is to focus on developing sustainable water and chemical solutions with a commitment to conservation and reuse. Select Connect. We are all connected by water. If you're looking for specialized nursing care for a loved one, or if you're looking for an exceptional place to work, you will be pleased with Maple Lawn Manor's approach to care, compassion, and dedication. They offer physical, occupational, and speech therapy, as well as an open menu from their dietary department. Stop by and join us for a tour of our facility at 800 Arapahoe Street in Hydro. We have the highest facility ratings for care in the area, according to government sources. Maple Lawn Manor in Hydro. We celebrate life. Oh my God, it's so freezing. It was like 88 degrees outside. What is going on? That unpredictable Oklahoma weather getting the best of you? Well, don't let it. Call the experts at Four Seasons Heating and Air, Western Oklahoma's only factory authorized carrier dealer. We know the weather here in Oklahoma can vary wildly, so before you get left out in the cold this fall, make sure you get your preseason check done early with your friends over at Four Seasons Heating and Air. That's Four Seasons Heating and Air. Oklahoma license number 92419. Briley Baca is an investment advisor representative of and advisory services offered through Royal Fund Management, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Just imagine what your life would be like if you had to navigate your finances alone without any help from a spouse. It can sound daunting, and a lot of times it is if you don't have the proper safety nets in place. This is Briley Baca with Advanced Financial Strategies in Clinton. More often than not, the woman in the relationship is the person who ends up managing the family finances in the later years of life. We have all heard the statistic that women live longer than men. But did you know that almost 65% of the people over the age of 85 are women? Being a widow, divorcee, or single parent is hard. But going through these life-changing events without a plan for your finances will make these times even harder. Give me a call, Briley Baca, the only independent certified financial planner professional located here in Western Oklahoma, and we will work together to make sure to provide safety and security for your family. 323-6800 or visit our website, retirewithbacca.com. Slay the holiday season with homemade gifts for everyone on your list. At Natopia Nuts and More, they understand that every gift should be as unique as the person receiving it. Let them customize the perfect holiday gift basket full of made-in-Oklahoma jams, jellies, pickles, nuts of all kinds and all flavors, candied cherries, raisins, the list goes on and on. Get your orders in now. By the time Christmas is here, you'll have already started checking off the gift-giving list. Natopia Nuts and More, just inside Deer Creek Market in Hydra. 25 minutes after 7 o'clock, and we're really excited to have Lynn Lacefield with us, who's the chief executive officer of the Clinton Regional Hospital, which is opening next Monday. Big celebration on Friday. Everybody in town is invited to come out and look around. So we appreciate you being here and taking the time to be on the radio. Uh, Mustafa, you had a question. You were just getting ready to ask, and I cut you off. I'd set it up on a true story. It actually happened. Young man shoots himself in the leg with a 22 flesh wound, and he goes to the emergency room. Now, in his particular case, they had to medif-flight him or take him to Oklahoma City. I don't have medical or not. How would that be handled now? Well, it sounds to me like uh, after uh, j- just just observation uh, based on your story, apparently that flesh wound was pretty bad. 
because uh, when you have to life flight somebody, he's probably you know, bleeding in a, in a way that could not be stopped. But from the front end of that, um, when he comes in, he'll, he'd be immediately evaluated to the severity of it, and then you would determine could you treat that wound, uh, flesh wound or not, in a way swiftly and for the best, uh, to the best ability of this patient's, this person's uh, uh, disease state, illness, or, or emergency. So uh, um, that's uh, really that's the formula for everybody that walks in. We have to triage and grade or rate the severity of that patient. We have to we have to stabilize. He was obviously stabilized. Life flight was called, and he was held, uh, he was uh, flight. Uh, flown to a, a higher level of acuity hospital, and and let me sh- just quickly, briefly touch on that. Every ER department is is graded at a level, up to a level five. And like OU, there's only two top level emergency departments, and those are the ones that are packed uh, because the greatest severity gets flown to from all over the state there, or they're in that area. Um, uh, but regional hospitals and things, whether for Clinton, we are capable of, of, of uh, taking care of, of a good part, most of these things. But there's going to be those anomalies that are outside of our, I wouldn't say scope of practice, but just our licensure and or the capabilities. But uh, we triage, stabilize, and either treat in-house and then follow up with their local physician or follow up with whomever or um, our triage and uh, what we call SHIP. So I'm just going to bring up the elephant in the room because it's out there. You're talking about emergency room. One of your doctors resigned from the board because he wasn't real happy about the way you were going to staff the emergency room. Talk about that a little bit. Do you mind? Oh, I'd be happy to do that. You know, um, again, not my first rodeo. My relationships with my physicians have to be uh, civil and strong. That particular physician uh, doesn't really have a hospital practice recovery ED. He's got a great uh, apparently a great outpatient you know facility but he uh, over time was uh, maintained certain uh, roles in the hospital for governance and things like that and um, I think it was uh, and the other two physicians actually are, are now under contract to, to work in our ED so the ones that were um, that were involved in uh, patient care in the hospital are, are helping us reopen uh, the hospital and they've combined have almost 50 years of experience so why wouldn't you have your have your local face on that. Um, but the rest of our uh, con- contract and, and our professionals that are coming in are doctorate level. They're, they're not only acute care certified, but they're also uh, board certified in urgent care. So we, we feel like we have an excellent team that can treat, triage, and make sure that the people that come to see us are getting the best care um, as, as, uh, as required by their, uh, what they present. You know, it's interesting. I mean, in my lifetime, and you too, all of us, uh, we've seen so much change. I mean, there was a time, first of all, ambulance just carted you to the, to what might be not even an emergency room, just the hospital. Right. And then you were taken in and, uh, you know, what doctor, usually the do- local doctors worked the emergency room, they would be called in. There's this big time lab, lag, uh, and then you didn't have the hospitals in Oklahoma City to do much more. I mean, you basically had to do everything right here. That's a big change. It's a huge change. Uh, everything is segmented. You know, yeah, it, it's it's not unlike radio. Now you have certain radio broadcasting for you know sports, for news, for you know music, uh, country, for classic rock. Healthcare is segmented in that the subspecialties uh, are now required to treat different disease states, and and the same way with ED. These these folks are seeing things that a family doctor don't see in the, in, in their traditional office. Yeah, there's no doubt about it, and it's it's uh, more complicated. And the thing about it, there's more care, better care. More things people can, you know, someone come in with a heart attack 50 years ago, 
and and there wasn't a lot else that could be done even in Oklahoma City. Well, you, you know, today's healthcare it's so regulated that each physician in their own realm or their or their or their uh, their, their their bag of bag of uh, of education are required to continue in medical education CMEs every year, mm-hmm. about 150 every three years, so more than 30 each year, and that's to make sure that they're up to date on all the new techniques. So if you have a failing practice physician, uh, historically, and um, I mean, rural health care, they save lives forever. In fact, I know the physician um, out of the north central Oklahoma that invented the, uh, that got tired of getting in the back of, of uh of funeral cars with IV bags and and brought the concept of box uh, EMS trucks to Oklahoma. So, man, that really dated me, didn't it? So mm. anyway, <laughs> I'm, I'm friends with dinosaurs. But now that's so segmented that you know when you go into an ER, these people are trained to take care of what you're presenting on that level. So you mentioned opportunity, yeah. and it certainly sounds like Clinton has an opportunity to here to become one of the best regional hospitals around, taking note, of course, of Weatherford and Cordell, all these people that helped us, even over in Elk City. So what do we do as the, the, the star of the show here that's going to make us different in Clinton than these other hospitals? Well, keeping our eye on the ball and reaching out and identifying what we need to do to serve. I think too many facilities, and, and I said it earlier, um, you, you sit back and you let whoever come to you come to you. That is absolutely not our strategy. We're going to go out. We're going to define the need, whether it's from Bar S or, you know, or, or, or Southwestern, whoever it is. We're going to define the need of our patient base, and we're going to capture it. So far, we've already signed somewhere in the neighborhood of 10 transfer agreements in the last two weeks from nursing home and other facilities that can transfer patients when it becomes beyond their scope. Now we've got a contact yesterday for another 15 nursing homes. Well, why are you chasing nursing homes? Nursing homes are a confined need that's very difficult to get to a hospital. It is. So if we have a transfer agreement, uh, we can move on to that. Um, I had 75 contracts in nursing homes uh, at my last uh, 10 years uh, serving that medical group for COVID because you get a patient in a nursing home with COVID, you're done. I mean, it's lockdown, and people could die by handfuls on a, on a weekly basis. So that's my mentality. Where is the need of the community? I can't wait for the community to come tell me that. I have to go out, and I have to dig for it. And that's what why we'll be different. Um, and I'm not suggesting there's no, not great leaders in healthcare. Please don't hear me. But I, I know what I can control. And that's when I get up at 4 or 5 in the morning and my team gets together and we go out and take care of business. Very good. We're going to talk more, but uh, we're going to take a quick break. We have uh, news coming up in just a moment, so stay tuned. You're listening to the right time on KCLI-FM. True Vision Optometric Group, Elk City Chamber of Commerce, and Pest Predators want you to be safe this Halloween. I'm District Attorney Angela Marcy, and I want you to have a safe and happy Halloween. Remember, all costumes, wigs, and accessories should be fire resistant. If children are allowed out after after dark, fasten reflective tape to their costumes and bags or give them glow sticks. We're always better safe than sorry. These Halloween safety tips are brought to you by Oak City Chamber of Commerce, Pest Predators, and True Vision Optometric Group. Good morning. Welcome to the program. Our guest on the show today is Lynn Lacefield, Executive uh, Officer of Chief Executive of the uh, Clinton Hospital, which will be opening next Monday. And with us also in the newsroom is John Matthews. Hey, good morning, everybody. How are we doing? Hey, we're doing great. I noticed uh, Lynn brought in uh, Mr. Lacefield, excuse me, brought in donuts. So you only get softball questions uh, this morning. Uh, ah, okay. That's the. He brought in two dozen donuts, John. Yeah. 
There's only one over here in the break room. I don't know what happened to the other one. I don't know where that happened to be, boys. But I wouldn't look too closely in here. Uh, oh, really? Uh, I was saying uh, it's pretty good. If there's food out here, John finds it. I do. I have a yeah, nose. It's like one day we had McDonald's usually bring something occasionally. Yes. And yep. and I was here, and, and, and all of a sudden all the sandwiches were just gone. Just gone. Mm-hmm. Just, well, here's the other problem. I like to give them away too. We uh, noticed. Like I'm, I'm a, I'm all about helping everybody else. You know, sometimes you eat all of them. Sometimes you get one. And I know you guys get it every morning. So I try to no, share with the others. To, it's all about. Uh, so we excited. October 30th was it? Five days away. Five days away. Five days away before this thing opens up. Though is it? Is it gonna be a process. I'm sure y'all asked this already, but is it gonna take? Like when? When are you gonna look back and go, "Wow, the hospital is completely open." I think in seven years I'll be 70. So, um, no, actually, it's probably about, in all honesty, I I would think sometime after the first of the year, um, I'll wake up one morning and think, oh, wow. We, we we got a, we got another one done, you know, yeah. another one bites the dust kind of thing. But um, it is a process every day. So, uh, yeah, we're excited about it. How's the recruiting been going as far as, like, doctors? Because, I mean, that's got to be the hardest part. Not, yeah, we were talking it, about that earlier. Yeah. yeah. How hard it is to find people in this, this particular field. Yeah, you know, staffing's difficult, but, you know, the buzz gets around. And, oh, yeah, uh, this is the place to go to work we're for. We're getting called. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're getting called and pursued, and I'm pursuing. I'm, I'm a constant recruiter. Say, John. Yes, sir. This guy is very impressive. Is he good? Yes, I'm he thinking is. maybe they could employ me as an emergency room doctor. No, no. <laughs> Tune in every weekday at 6 a.m. for The Right Time with Harold Wright. Brought to you by Priority Home Medical Equipment on 99.3 News Talk KCLI.